Alright, so we lost, at last got into Shoshim, and the part that I was finishing on, on he was talked about last week, was the part of, of, um, of the part of Ches of Chapter Aleph, and the last story we had was, what, what happened was, Yehoshua should be dead, Claudius uh, said, what should we do? And, you, and they were told Yehuda should go and up and attack the Goyim to remove some of the Goyim that were still remaining in the lands which had been uh, given to Claudius Hall. And they said to Shimon, will you join us in getting rid of those in our area, and they're only worried about their area, and then we'll help you in your area. And we'll see in, this, in the first part of this chapter, this is what happens is Yehuda, first of all, taking over some parts of its area which hadn't been previously got rid of the Goyim, and now and then they're going to help to help Shimon. Yeah? And of course Baruch had actually promised them that they're going to be successful in positive ways, Hine Osatis or it's Biyodoi, that's Yehuda Yada, and indeed we find that they were completely successful. When he came to help Shimon it wasn't quite, <laughs> it wasn't quite so successful as, as, as we will see. And the first story we had was they fought against this, this King Adoni Bezek and they chopped off his thumbs and his big toes and what I would like to, to, to remind you, um, well, I'll just remind two of you, but <laughs> <laughs> not Mr. Samson, who probably wouldn't have heard it, of a custom sofa, which I think is sufficiently important that it's worthwhile talking about. The custom sofa is dealing with an issue which we had in. in uh, not here, but in, no, not in Yosho, which I think we had in Malachi. There was a great big war between between uh, the north and the south, once they split Yeshua and Yehuda, between Yeshua and Yehuda, 800,000 of the people of Yom and Lot. You worked out where we are. And? Use Chachma. It's cold, we didn't just put the heating on. But I think we in the future will be moving. Okay. We can get the heater put on early. So they went to Yeshua, they fought against, I just remind the story, that I was in, in, in Malachi. So Yeshua been doing and Yoram Benavot came along and attacked the South Pashas. He was the one doing the attacking with 800,000 people, and the, the army of Yehuda was outnumbered. But nevertheless, they had a slot of Sashem because they dumped a Kushbot, got some Asa there, and they won the great battle, and they killed 500,000 of the soldiers of. They killed 500,000 of the soldiers of. Um, of. Um, and then it says there that they killed 500,000, Maka Rabba. Well, if you said you, say you killed 500,000, you killed Maka Rabba. So Chazal tells us what they did in Yushalmi, that he did something else. Having killed these 500,000, he was deliberately deciding to stop their widows remarrying. And generally, that the people would not to know who was dead and who wasn't dead. And how did he achieve that? According to one day, he surrounded the uh, battlefield with soldiers would stop anybody coming in to recognize the bodies until the body, the through of the body, would, the face would change so you couldn't identify, which isn't very long, it's only three days. And the other shit uh, says, uh, forget, he chopped off the nose and people's faces look so different without a nose that you can no longer be mucky. Of course, if somebody's got a tattoo or he's got a scar or some other peculiarities on his body or his clothes, you can still be able to identify. But merely the mere fact that um, the, the, the face itself is, in, is completely impossible to <coughs> identify once a person. <coughs> yeah. Right. 
So somebody wrote to the custom saver talking about this and saying how terrible this was and what my face are there. And the custom saver says, well, indeed, a major rabbi in a few places, he, he specifies where it is. Uh, it does indeed criticize um, the, 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 the king of Yehuda, who's says you don't see the Yushalmi objecting and I would add in Nocha Nakuda to that that we find that he indeed died early because of other Avelas as Chazal points out which were petty compared to this if this was an Avela to actually you would tire the, 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 the widow I mean just the mere fact they don't know if their husband is dead or not dead because 300,000 did survive and some came back and some people weren't coming back yet. You know, you're mitzvah, so many people, they don't know that their husband is dead, so they could on moving on. And problems of Yerusha, you're letting the children go in and take over the, the, the property okay. of their father. I mean, it's just terrible. Never mind about making them a good as highest for the rest of their lives, that they can't, they can't marry because they don't know their husband is dead or not. It would be terrible. And that, apparently, we're not told he did. Yeah, he was punished for. He was punished for, for, for a couple of things, some of them, the three things mentioned. Some of them, so what, uh, the, the worst of them all was that when he, Aviyah, actually came into base El, he didn't destroy the, uh, the Mizbeach made by uh, the Agot, the Agel of Yoram Ben Avot. Alright, I mean, yeah, <laughs> he didn't, didn't, he didn't serve it himself. He didn't just, he didn't stop other people sinning. I mean, he'd be a dime, he's instructed that this to happen, it's a sacher. So the Hassan Saita says, comes out and says, no, you've got a misunderstanding. War, and he comes up with a few ideas. One is, he says, essentially what he's saying, there's no such thing as civilians in war. You know, this whole idea of Geneva Convention, this idea that it's the soldiers who fight, and it's the people, as, uh, and then you can kill any soldier in, in battle, you can kill him, yeah? But you can't affect the civilian population, the whole point about Gaza, yeah? This I am It's all very nice in the old days when you, they used to send off the army and the civilians weren't involved in the army. But nowadays the army and the civilians is all one because the, the civilians are providing the food for the army and they're providing the transport. They're, providing, they're making the munitions or the, or the soldiers are, are embedded to with, to with the civilians. There's not shy to differentiate between one another. You're killing the your soldiers, are killing the civilians. I mean, why, why should a, never a person who's conscripted into the army be, be any worse protected than somebody who's not conscripted into the army? Because he's a very important worker. And that is obviously at the back, he didn't mention this specifically, that's what I'm getting from. And what he says is, if you're fighting a just war, and you're entitled to fight this war, and of course, in the time of Avila, he was either being attacked, um, or he was dealing with a rebellion on the part of your men of God, Hearing Yahushua and Shoshim, we're dealing with Kodesh who tells, tells Kodesh Yisrael to take over the land. And Kodesh Baruch has told us, get, get, get rid of Canaan. And we gave him opportunity to go away. And one, one whole Shavit went away, and Yahushua went away. And the others were according to how they were given, according to the, the, uh, the way the Rambam learns it. If they were Makabal, Zion, Svenena, and Otsomir, and also Makabal, Morris, and others, then we would also leave them. 
So these people chose not to go away, not to be the couple, and therefore they're a danger to our religion, as the Torah says, that they will cause us to be misled. So therefore, we have to fight against them. What's going to on? And the Kodesh Baruch were told, they told us to do it. No, Kodesh Baruch were told us to do it. We have to do it. So this is a just war. So if you've got a just war, as he says, you, of course you can't do, go over the top and do anything unreasonable. But anything which will create fear in the, in the, and weaken the fight, their desire for people to fight is not a... Because uh, you're, you're killing people. It, it, you, you want to terminate the war quickly. And I apply this relation to Gaza. If every, if every time you had this one sugar to them, Russia there who goes who's firing a gun from a, from a hospital if you blew up that hospital yeah so that would terminate the war that much quicker otherwise it carries on not not in, in Gaza you know war after war after war after war because you're not dealing with it with it, with it in a in a surgical way like something like gangrene never you have to cut off the leg yeah you can't you can't other way treat so the well, the and in the Quran Hassan said the whole shot the Bakhlaikas between the between the Major Rabbah and between the the two shitters in Yushalmi is how far was justified as being a reasonable way in dealing with your war effort. So in the case of Avion fighting against Ron Benavot, the Major Rabbah says no he won this war. There was no need for him to go around to be style all these all these uh, women and uh, and the other, the Yushanis, who said, and said there was still need to create a moach, a fear in the north, otherwise they would attack again. And the only question is, should he do it, is it appropriate even to be this by chopping off the noses, or is it adequate just merely to surround? But they're arguing now about the question of what is a justifiable thing to do in a situation when you, when you have a war. So here they, the Yidin, who are fighting in Shafin, are fighting against the Goy, which I said is a just war. So what you find here in Shavuot, we found some other illustrations earlier in Yeshua, is they proceed to do something which they say, "Oh, yo, yo, Geneva Convention, and this is also whatever." And they're saying, "Well, if you try to capture this Adeli Betsy, and you chop off his thumbs, and then you chop off his toes, you know, this will get round, and this will create a fear." in all the other nations who are thinking of attacking you and they'll say we don't you know it's a bit dodgy fighting these Jews because they're not going to treat us so nicely and just say say bye bye and whatever they're going to give us a hard time as a result of which they'll be scared less willing to fight go away but, or accept according to Rome each time they went to a city they had to call upon a cross on El Shalom and therefore they'll surrender so this is a perfectly legitimate way of fighting a war. So what starts off is a barbaric practice of chopping off um, the toes and, and, uh, and thumbs ends up as a perfectly reasonable war war effort. Yeah? Yeah? You happy? I think he justified himself by saying I did like boys. Yeah, now then what happens at this uh, daily tzedek himself it even seems as if he's sort of a couple tumor. He's right. because he says, it's a says, because they could have done many other things to him. Yeah? They could have, for example, I don't know, I mean, they could have chopped on, I mean, all sorts of other things could have been done, which would create a fear in other people. And completely, they decided, this is what we're going to do. And it turned out that he himself had, had been done doing it to other people. So therefore, he took a sentence, you know, this is Mamash, and he's Makabo, he himself said, and it's interesting, in Potsdam, the end of the Pesach says, "Vayyehu Shalayim, Vayyomoshon." At the end of that Pesach, uh, Zion, it doesn't say they killed him. 
they took him to Shalayim and he died there. His pastors, he died naturally. They did, they, because he is Makabal, yes, this is Taka, this is Oyedash Midah Shemayim, Midah Kenege Midah, this is Taka, this man is a Tzadik. He's not just a plain washer. <laughs> He's a washer in Shuma, and therefore we won't do anything more to him. Yeah. Mr. Sands, could I trouble you? Would, would you want to have a look and see if there's anybody else here? Yes, yeah, just, just to check. Oh, who could, but who is that? Oh yes, I don't think so. Oh, oh yes, yes. If you're going to be in here, you have to put it on, have it put on before oh, we come in. No, we haven't got the um, Sasana. He takes him to Shalim and then the potter says, Vayelochamu b'nei Yehuda b'Yerushalayim. So Yehuda fought against Yerushalayim. Vayilkuduay, so they captured it. Vayakul avichayev, and they killed everybody that was there. And the city, they destroyed. Sorry? Against Yerushalayim. That's all right. Why, why? But Yehuda is Yerushalayim. No, no. Yehuda. So, what, what's, your, what's the nature of your problem? Yehuda is part of Yerushalayim. No, no, it's about the Goyim who are living there. <laughs> they're fighting against the, the Goyim who are living there. Oh, the Goyim! <coughs> yeah, yeah, they're not the way they're living there. Vayyukudu, I saw, and they captured it. Vayyakul, if you find it, they killed everybody there, if you find it. He used the word shilchu, because fire spreads. So what it means is you, you set fire and then let the fire spread. In those days, houses would be made off of wood as well as stone. So the fire would, would spread. Shilchu Now there's a number of issues here. Can I just mention one very petty thing, which is not really relevant here, but um, Mr. Zang, I'll start off with you. Would you mind, could you read me the beginning of this posse? They which which Combination of two words. 
representing the the nature of Yerushalayim. It is Avram Avinu called it Shalemu. Yeah, because he said that the Kodesh Baruch Hu sees. Yeah, Hashem Yirah, Hashem Hashem Yehuah. This is the Kodesh Baruch Hu sees what's going on, and the or fear, and Sholem is Marcus and Melech and Sholem. So you put together the two names, Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim is put together, Yerushalayim, not Shalayim. We all read Yerushalayim, didn't we? Sorry? We all of course you do, because we all assume, isn't it? There's some great games that people do that, don't they? <coughs> we assume something is going to be written. Wait, I'll just show you. I mean, we don't, we you wouldn't even notice it if it wasn't. No, I had to read it. Sorry, you had? No, I had to read it. No, no, I don't think much of it. It wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't, I'm sure I wouldn't notice it. <laughs> My attention would be drawn to it by something or other. So, um, so have you asked us? I'll tell you what it is. It's, the, the real name is originally would be Yushalam. As a combination of Abomobino. Ah, why? It's maybe the idea of the plural. Like Mitzrayim is plural because there's, a north, there's an upper and lower Mitzrayim. Um, Mitzrayim is a plural form. Yushalayim is the plural trying to put over the idea of Yushalayim Shalmalo and Yushalayim Shalmato. Yeah, that's the, the idea why we're having that. Anyway, just, I just thought that was a, a nice interesting point to be like that. We all pronounce it, we always assume that Yushalayim. Now, the problem here is that this potluck and some of the next psukim we're going to get seem to relate to events which had occurred in time of Yeshua. I don't know whether you all recall that when the Kali got first invaded Yisrael, five kings came together to attack the Eden. And one of them was the king of Yerushalayim. Yeah? And he certainly was, was, was killed, as they say, yeah. and certainly his army was defeated. Yeah? So it would appear, I mean, I, I was looking through to find a psukim that your duck tells me that's what happened. I couldn't find it anymore. It wasn't my memory that, it, that is mentioned specifically. So it was assumed that at that time, when in time you were sure, it would be the very first battles that they did after I, after Yerichah and I, that they fought against these, these five kings. And in which case, this must have happened at that time. So all it means here is they, t- they slept him into Yerushalayim, this Adonitzenik, uh, and it informs us that the Yehuda had previously fought against, because we're now talking about all the battles done by Yehuda, which includes, which includes the one which was done many, which was done before. The alternative is to say, as the way I would firstly think, that although they previously defeated the king of Yerushalayim, they didn't actually attack Yerushalayim, and it's only happening happening now. Right? But I'd like to, to get into this business of Yerushalayim, because Yerushalayim is a bit of a problem. Here in Ches it says, Vayilochamu b'nei Yehuda. Yehuda attacked it. That suggests yes. that Yerushalayim is within the borders of Yehuda. And then it says, I mean, that again suggests it's their area. Though of course they don't occupy it. You know, they don't occupy it. You would have thought they'd occupy it. They just destroy it. Yeah. Go to a few psukim later to Potter Kafalov. Potter Kafalov. The Es Hayavuzi Yoshev Yerushalayim. 
in this place where God sees or we can see the Abishta. But now we want to say that there's that is a, a Yushalayim Shomalo connected it. And it was very interesting this idea. We always write Yushalayim. We're not enough. They're a bit more interested in the, in, in the singular. We take it on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so Rashi's learning there was a man called. You're not surprising. You have a you have a name of a man, like the name of a place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It can happen. So there's a Mr. Yerusi, and this Mr. Yerusi lived there, and it's these always and the authors were Mishpachat Hayerusi, and they were Enik and all in Enik have called themselves by the name of Yerusi. Yeah, because they're the Mishpachas Yerusi. Who were they? Umibnei Avimelachoyu. With the Rashi and the going through the Shitra, that the Yidden didn't capture Yushalayim not because it was so strong or because it was inconvenient to capture because it was in between the two, two Shwatim, but because they were unwilling to because of the promise of Rambam and Tavimah. That's what Rashi. That's how Rashi. So I say Rashi. This is Gemara says that. But before I was mentioning the Pashtun, so it would be too strong. So in which case, how do you get? I mean, that's what you can see the two go together. If it's the Bimnei Abimelech, they can't be the Yerusi. Abimelech was a Pishti. Yeah. Not, by the way, the Pishti in the time of now of Yeshua. These are a different nation altogether. These are from Greeks, as the prophet says, of Kaftan. Kaftan, yeah. Kaftan, what the prophet say? One of the prophets in, I think, the or Hesher, which says, I brought up, something there talks about the uh, I brought up the Plishtim Kafta. So the the, the Plishtim at the time of Abdobi, the ones who give us all the Tsaras, those Plishtim were the were a different people who came up later. They were living in the land of Plishtim. Yeah? But they weren't uh, they probably got rid of the original Plishtim. So the original Plishtim there were the Navi Melch. And they now are occupying the shrine, they've been booted out by the new Plishtim. And therefore they went over to this area and they and they built it up. So I have issue with their shavur. Achebo David, Vishadai, and Horio, Nefakaya. Why? Because somehow there was still some of this Enoch Kukhalai. That's, that's actually quite a chiddush as we've commented all the time. I mean, Avon, you know, lived a long time before now. I mean, we're, we're talking about quite a heck of a time, yeah? They must have been very, very old, these Enoch Kukhalai, if they were still alive. Who is the son of 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 the son the son of the son of the son of the son of the son the son you know, some reason or other, they were like. I mean, another shot is that the shul was forever. The shul was forever, but they broke the shul. They attacked us. If they attacked us, we, there's no need to keep. You know, shul is both. There's a, two sides to it to a deal. Once they broke up, so that's going to be Rashi Shita fight. Now let's have a look at some other things. And before I do that, let me get out this map. Unfortunately, I gave up last week some of these maps. I was there last week. Yeah, well, that meant, and um, so I'm not sure if I'm going to. Can I ask you, please, if you could do a good share um, while, I'm, while I'm trying? To clearly, nobody can argue that you've got Binyonin in the north. We will see from the Psukim. And clearly, you've got Yehuda in the south. That, that can't be argued about. Yes. Yeah? 
You see, however you're learning those psukim, that must be so. So the issue then is what to talk about in relation to Yushalayim. Now, the, the, you can see they put a, a, a line in this map, which represents the, pro- the present day map of the old city done by Suleiman. Yeah? Uh, uh, well, we haven't got, I'm talking about before that, this, this main area. The main area is done by Suleiman, and it really doesn't show where the original historical that, well, that's all in Solomon's also historic. But I mean, in the time of the uh, of Tanakh, where were the borders of Yerushalayim? It gives you an idea just to sort of see where things is. And it's got there also square, the the uh, square, the oblong of the Har Maria to the to the east. And you can recognise after that on the even more to the east, you have Har Zaysim. And we know, of course, Har Zaysim is high, Har Maria is high, and we all realise <coughs> in between them you have a valley which is called Nakal Kidron. Yeah. <coughs> and um, that's clear. That's why it's written here. Nakal Kidron. And this Nakal Kidron goes all the way to going towards from sort of the middle or so going towards the south, going on a westerly direction, until it hits Yei Ben Hinnom. We call it our famous Gehinnom. <coughs> and the reason being that Gehinnom Gay Ben Hinnom was uh, Hinnom was a man, Mr. G- Mr. Hinnom. Yeah, so this is the valley of uh, Mr. Hinnom. He must have owned that area at one moment in time. Or who is he? Well, I don't know. I'm not sure. But the crucial thing is that later on, in the time of the, of, of the later Malachim, they used to have a a Vedasaurus put up there in in Gehinnom, where the children used to be burnt to death. Yeah. And that's why, it's, and also the idea of burning. And that's why we call we had this idea of this uh, terrible place. The table of Gehinnom. And see, what a valley came in Hinnom, links up to Nachal Kidron, which also links up to, to Amek Rafoim. You've got another valley, Ordon, so it's areas of, of valleys. And you've actually got um, where the highland is. The highland is, of course, Hamuri itself is high. And also to the west, somewhere around where the. the um, to the, as you know, the old city, if you look at the, um, nowadays, if you were to look at the, um, the built-up parts of Yushalayim, the, the part which used to be the, wet, the uh, captured by the Israelis, always occupied by the Israelis before 48, yeah, is the high land. And it goes down, mm-hmm. before, and then goes up to the, to the Harmaria. Right? So there's another, there's another mountain or a hill on the, on the west, on, on the west side, right? Yeah, correct. Now, there's no doubt that the original 40, 45 area of Yushalayim of was to the south of Harmaria. That is to say, we had Nachal Kidron to the east, and it would be, as it's written here, Sholaim, or as you here, Yovos, and is Mitsudasiyan. Yep, yep. And this would be occupied by the Yerusi. That was the part which David actually captured, the Mitsudas. Yeah. The yeah. cap there is a fortification. Yeah. And of course Harmony was also part of the area because you get uh, you got the uh, uh, the 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 was bought by David from the Yavusi. Yeah. So, right. Now if you look on top of this map where it says Gabe and Hinnom, the very south. You've got Kesef Hayyusi. 
That is also what's called by the side of the UC, or the shoulder. Which is it, please? Oh, no. Yes, yes, sir, you That would be a, a, a higher area, because you've got from Gehenna, you've got a higher area there, which is, which we're calling, suggests it's called Kesarayus. Now, let's, with, these, with that map, you might be able to understand some of these pursuits. Let's, let's look, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, I'm afraid some of you will not have your Yeshua uh, here. But it doesn't particularly matter because you'll find these psukim quite familiar. Let's look first of all at chapter um, Yudches of, of Yeshua. If you have it, of course it tells I, and I'll read it out. It's only one possible. Yudches, Yudches, positive tells I. This is the border of talking about the borders of Binyomin. Remember Binyomin with the north of Yudha. Look at For Yolat Hagabul, the border went down, El Kitsehoho, to the edge of the mountain, Ashel Penei Gebenino, which is to the, um, to the facing Gebenino, Ashel Ba'emek Rufoy Tsofaina, to the north, the Yolat Gehinam, and it goes down, went down to Kehinam, El Kesevayuzi, to the Kesevayuzi, Negbo, to the south, the Yoradeiroyo. Now this is the border of Binyomin. I don't say that these words are, <laughs> can only be read in well, one way, but the, the Pashtas of it is telling you that the border went to the south, the Yoradeiroyo, the border went down to Gehinam, El Kesevayuzi, Neighbor to the south of it. So it's telling you, Kesevay Lucy was more to the north, and the border of Binyomi went down into Gay Ben Hinnom. Yeah. In which case, everything north, including uh, Gay Ben Hinnom, belongs to Binyomi. We're talking about the border of Binyomi. Yehuda would only be south of Gay Ben Look and look at Rashi. Uh, is it Rashi here? Uh, let me just see now. Let's see if I can find it. It's more. No, 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 Russian. Sorry, there's a Russian here. Not the Russian here. Um, it's, uh, I can't find this one. I just pointed out the Bihar draw, which says, El Kesef HaYerusi. He says, Pirish, Shegei Ben Hinnom Hubitzad Doroim Shoyerusi. The, the Gaben here is to the south of the Uruzi, commercial in Arnold Yuda. Yes, which is what we're saying here from this map. The Gaben here is the south of the Uruzi. So if you look at here the. Uh, it'd be in the. Is it? Uh, no. Right. No, nothing there. So now let's have another look, another posic. This green chapter to his rock. In, sorry, chapter Yudhes. Let's go to chapter Tezvov. In chapter Tezvov, let's look at Posuk of the Kes. Posuk Kes of Tezvov. 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 You do it, but you have a lot of written here. Mm. Just for chess. 
Wat wil ik doen? Zes voor waanzijd, waanzijd. Dat is wel geen zes voor Yes. Now this is talking about the borders of Yehuda. Yes. So by definition, you would have thought the two borders go together. Because Binyamin in the north, Yehuda in the south. So I'm expecting an absolute parallel. And it does, it works. It works. I pause it. You see where we used to. You see where we used to. Yeah, for all um so where are we? Uh what was it? Yeah, uh Posikas. For all our grow gay ben in know the border went into the gay ben in Hes Posikas, yeah. The chapter 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 tells for the Posikas. For all our grow gay ben in the border went into get gehinum. El Kesevayibusi to the side of this hill belonging to the shoulder of the Yibusi, Minegev, to the south. The Yerushalayim. Yeah. The world, and then the border went up to It went up to the mountain which was by the side of Megina, Yoma to the west. It's going to the, it's going, yeah. And before Ensefina to the north of the, of, of that. So therefore, once again, we're saying exactly the same border. You've got a border going down Gehenna. So the north of it is Yomin, and the south of it is Yerushalayim. In which case, the whole of Yerushalayim belongs to Binyom. So, I mean, these are clear, these are clear psukim. And this is the Rashi which I meant to quote. If you look in Rashi in chapter 10, Rashi says there, that's yes. oh, 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 the second way. It says Rashi there, Nimsus Yushalayim Chutz Menachut. That means Yushalayim is outside the area of of Yehuda. For Eino Bigvul Yehuda, it's not within the borders of Yehuda. Eino Bigvul Binyamin Shul Mitzvayno Shul Yehuda. It must be within Yehuda, where Binyamin, which is to the north. So it ends up the whole of Yushalayim is in the north of Holy Shem is in the north of Yehuda, and all belongs to Binyamin. That would be a relatively simple way of learning these two as Rashi as Rashi is English. What? So far, well, yeah. The only thing we've got share is what we've now seen in in Shoftim. We've got the, the fact that Yehuda went along and they attacked and burnt down burnt down burnt down Yerushalayim. But now we can actually understand it to an extent. That's why they burnt it and didn't occupy it. They couldn't occupy it because it belonged to Binyamin. But what they did do, they did a favour to the to the um, to the uh, to the Yidna Binyamin, and they burnt it down. This is this enemy in their back border. And particularly, if we say this had happened years before in the time of Yeshua. In the time of Yeshua, when they fought against the five kings, that they had also destroyed Yerushalayim. That makes quite good sense. This, this was a this was a, a time done down there. And that would fit in with also what we saw here in, in Shaftin, where the Prophet Kafala, which I quoted, this Yehusi Yeshu Shalayim Lahirishu B'nai Binyamin. Yeah, Binyamin didn't get rid of them. So they, and they lived together with them, they moved in. Some people were moving into Shalayim as they, uh, you know, you didn't always trade between one place and another, so long as there's a certain degree of peace between the Yidim and the, and the, um, and the Yehusi, so they were moving in. All of this would be all very nice. 
Unfortunately, there's a problem. There has to be a problem, doesn't there? <laughs> there has to be a problem. One is a religious problem. The religious problem is not in this psukim at all. It's a religious problem that Chazal tells us that a problem with the Mizbech. You know, the Mizbech and the Yesod. That's a place which goes all the way around. And it's a very weird Yesod which it has on the, uh, the Mizbech because it's missing a little shtickle. Yes. And yes. why is it missing a shtickle? Oh, the answer is because that shtickle belonged to Yehuda. That shtickle belonged to Yehuda. Yeah. And Binyomin wanted to have his Mizbech entirely, entirely in his area and therefore they didn't give him the sod so the whole Mizbech should be within the borders of, uh, of Binyomin. So somehow Yehuda is... Okay. Now they say with Suryotza, well we've already had this idea before that everything, although you, they were majorly in one area, they had little shtiklach in other places. We found it more in relation to towns, you know, but of course we wouldn't be bothered to mention it. So it happens on that you would somehow, there's either there was a strip which went through belonging to Yehuda, or just down there. <laughs> they had that this area was for some reason or other given to Yehuda a tiny little bit of the of the base of Midrash. They should also have a little bit of, of the area of the base of Midrash, but not of the Mizbech. Yeah? <laughs> Rashi talks about in the Chodesh. is all delighted about this. What's going on? I wanted to have a nice good yesod as well, all over way. Just to mucks ma- I mean, up all your Kobanas. It mucks up, but it, it has implications for the Kobanas, because you always have to put it on your side of his bear. And force you when you have an oil, or any other Kobanas where you have Shtematana sh- Shein Abba, and the most majority of Kobanas is Shtematana Shein Abba, or maybe not, maybe Shtan is only, maybe Bechelon Meisa Pesach would be only Matanachas. Uh, the events to make it a yesod. So everything has to require where there's a yesod. And therefore, if you've got shtickle, one shtickle without, that's going to create problems about where you, how you do it. Particularly shtematona shenama, where you only do it, you know, you do it in one corner, but you splash it on, on both sides. You have the, the only way you can do it, since one corner didn't have a yesod, you're forced to do it in, the, in, those, in those two which are opposite each other, diagonally. Because, yeah. anyway, I call upon so that is one problem, it's a religious problem. But we've got another problem still in this chapter 10 involved. If you, if, if you put your other, if anyone who hasn't got the, um, the Yeshua, if you have the Yeshua, you too, Mr. Tzor, you missed Mr. Shemtov. I'm not Shemtov. Sure. You what? I'm Daniel. You what? Daniel. Daniel, I'm sorry Daniel. I'm and, and uh, this is not nothing. This is nothing. To, this is not personal. I find it very difficult to remember names. And in fact, a few times I was looking at. Actually, can I call you Stuart? <laughs> I was looking at Stuart. I was thinking, like, I can't remember his surname. I just don't remember names. I'm no, sure it'll come I back to me. Yeah, so yeah, maybe a question of age. But I think it'll so you have a look at Potter Kavanov. No, 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 no. He's going to look. He's going to look at Shoftim, which put Potter Kavanov. And I'm going to refer you. Just to show you that I've done some homework, I'm going to refer you to, to once again to chapter 10 as well, the Prosak Samach Gimel. Samach Gimel. Yeah, Samach Gimel. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's one, yes. Yeah. Last Prosak. Last Prosak. Yeah. Last Prosak. There's Hayyuhusi. Yeshve Yerushalayim. Is that the same so far? Yeah. 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 Same words, Kapali. Yeah. Lo who? No, you, you've got, you've got Binyomin, yeah? 
Oh, you've got the Elimisha, but you've got B'nai Binyomi. Yeah. And then it's here it says, L'yuchlu B'nai Yehuda. L'nai Yehuda. V'yeshev ha'yivusi is B'nai Yehuda. Yerushalayim, what I am at that? And it's B'nai And what's the Sakhtar? Here we've got that. And this is obviously... It's Yeshua. What? What you reading is Yeshua. In Yeshua it says the famous, then a Yehuda, which I already mentioned this idea, they couldn't get rid of the, because Rashi said because of the Shmuah that was made, and this of course is Yehuda, who, who, who and this, and, and sorry, and this is, they, they couldn't get rid of them because of the Shmuah, although they otherwise would have, would have done so, but it's been a Yehuda, and notice eventually who takes it over, Yehuda does, David takes it over, yeah, this area is taken over by David, and David comes from Yehuda, hmm. Problem. By Yeshua, by Yehuda, by And here we have the state there. What's the state there? Why David bought? Indeed, Yehuda was clearly there, but Yehuda was clearly here in in Shaitim as well. But they would come up Binyom. And this really creates a number of problems. Nobody doubts it creates problems. And all the Shaitim are there for saying Dutton's organ in some some way or another. How do you frame it? One possibility is adopted by the, uh, is dealt with by the Ralphard. You go back to Potsuches. Uh, for all the hundred gold gave him here, and for all the other Yehusi, chapter 10 of Yeshua. Yidmer, it seems, Mizer HaMokham, from here, Yushalayim, when it's Chalkalishvotim. Maybe it wasn't divided up. So, that seems to suggest Yerushalayim hoist on the Nachal Be'i of Yehuda. Yehuda. nevertheless, that nevertheless, here it says, Binyomi is a problem. It's a problem. So, <laughs> there's two possibilities. Oh, there's a number of possibilities. One possibility is to say, although it's not Mashma, this with the Psukim which I quoted you before seems to say clearly the border of Binyomi went all the way through Gehenna. And that was the border between the north, between Binyomi and the north and Yehuda itself. Extra, there was some sort of Mitsua which went through, as we said, we're talking about the general border, there was some extra bit which went in somewhere. And where would that have gone to? Well, obviously a bit of it must have gone to the Hamaria, but a, a part of it would have gone maybe to this Kesef Hayerusi, which was the area to the west, which I mentioned. This was where, when you now have the modern Yushalayim, in the west, the, where the Yimbos were before the 48, before we captured it in the 67, the Yimbos was on the, on the west side. Yes, this is when they came out from Yushalayim, I Captured it, 
and that's called the Matur's Seer. And that is, as we mentioned here, the, the, the Yomi were living in it, as well as them, and Yehuda were living in it, as well as them, and nobody was, was doing anything about capturing it until David Amela came along. So in which case it would have been within the borders, really, of Binyomi, one doesn't understand then why eventually Dovi took it over. There was this sort of a sort of, it, it is obviously a little bit of a, of a problem. Or, or do you say like Chalka and somehow though the border, you could, you see, it is possible to miss, to reread some of those Tsukim. I gave you the posh up chart where the border went through Gehinna. But maybe you can read it slightly differently of saying you simply Gehinnam is in the south. Not the border went through the south of Gehinnam, but it went, but Gehinnam is to the south of where the border was. Something like that. I mean, he's talking sometimes I've been on obscure, but there we go. You've never said anything yet about the similarity between Gehinnam and Gehinnam. I have. Have you? Oh, oh yes. It became so much used by Yiddin, this yes. is a terrible place where children were burnt to death, yes. that people would say, ask Gehinnam. 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 It's very Gehinnam. Oh, yes. Oh. Yeah. I, I, used to have fun. I, I, I really hadn't intended to spend so long on, on, on one prophet. Well, uh, I'm sorry. But, um, uh, but um, I remember on one occasion from my, my son, uh, when he was a young, young boy, I said, come do something, we'll, we'll have fun on this one. I took him down to the to Gehino. That again, and he came oh. back and he said to his grandma, Oh my, oh my, I went to Gehino. How did you it back again? <laughs> Unfortunately, she knew where it was. He <laughs> brought it back. It's still there, it's still there. It's still there, yeah. You can go to it, yeah. So. He says the farmer looked at the tombstone. Well, what? A lot of uh, at the most uh, bottoms. Yeah. yeah, well, undoubtedly, I mean, you can, yeah, this is undoubtedly this was used by Corvo Zon, that's what the whole point. Yeah. You bring him back again? I brought him back. I hope so. Oh, yes, he's, uh, but he's back in his, oh, he's sorry, he's in daytime. Going off to Mir every, every day, he's one of these uh, tenders. He's now, how old? Now, 40. He's still doing the same thing. Getting off the bus every morning. I've got a time to look at the same thing. Yeah, where's he live? Kia Table. Kia Table goes to Mir? Yeah, absolutely. That's a good thing also.